everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, Jim Steele, brought to you by IronCompany.com. Today we're discussing psychological recalibration for physique and performance improvement. So these guys want to talk about this, uh, Jim and Marty. Uh, they got a lot to say about it. It's very interesting stuff. It's stuff that we don't talk about a whole lot, uh, so we want to dive into it and uh, pick their brains. I've got a bunch of questions here for them, too. Um, but we hear a lot of talk about mindfulness and meditation. Uh, so what we want to ask Marty is, is this applicable for athletics and how? And, and give us the information. The modern mindfulness craze, it's like, um, <clears throat> it's like light beer. No question, man. For athletic, it has no application for hardcore athletics. This is totally different, right? And and uh, the whole mindfulness movement to me is like um, I don't know the new folk religion of the secular elite. You know, <laughs> it's uh, got all kinds of overtones that I really don't. I can't get next to what well, we're what talking. What is it though? What, what's what is mindfulness? Well, I really want to get into the mindfulness craze. I mean, it's just about you know I, the whole beer. I, you could trace it back to you know Baba Ram Dass in the seventies with the be here now kind of mindset, and you know everything's kind of sprung from that. Can can we skip ahead a little bit without? I don't mean to. You go, go ahead. ahead. Your name's in the title. Go ahead. Well, well I think the first meaningful uh, mental recalibration system I came across is that, that, you know, when I was, I read John McCollum's articles on concentration in Strength and Health magazine in, I believe, uh, 1964. It was a series. It was like two or three articles on concentration. And in it, he describes Soviet auto-suggestion techniques, right, which was visual mental imaging of you, the athlete, doing, you know, uh, the lift or the drill or the sport. If you're, you know, if you're a 100-meter dash runner, you're running 100 meters, or if you're a bobsled driver, you're bo- you know what I mean? Yeah, mental imaging, it, yeah. Yeah, mental imaging of the adoption. And, and it it works and it particularly got traction with me because I was a 14 year old kid who didn't know any better. So, and I, I was highly imaginative as a child, right? That artistic brain. Yeah, exactly. So, so this so was Marty, a nat- natural for me. So what year do you hear about auto suggestion? And wasn't this at one time, like some Soviet state secret or something for their athletes that they had? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, but by the way, was it through the Asian, uh, you know, was it an offshoot of, you know, like what you were talking about? No, no, no. This, no. Is, this is completely, uh, it originated in the Soviet Union okay. with their, uh, it, this is like classical music, uh, Europe, Europe, uh, European, Slavic western brain you the the height of thought and sophistication whereas the eastern approach is like you know that's like the 
no thought and spontaneous and you know what i mean and that's like uh, Taoist monks doing animal forms mm-hmm. that's that yeah it's totally so this is highly european highly thought out and what it was is just a simple thing it was just you imagine yourself over and over and over doing like let's say uh you made your whatever 350 for five in the deadlift for a new personal record and you're 14 15 and so next week uh well you would you let's say you did 315 315 for five good weight for a 14 year old 100 and what 60 pounder right jimmy mm-hmm. right yeah. big mm-hmm. big husky kid so next week uh add 10 you need to do 10 and that kid you would think about it all week and you'd run this picture in your head over and over. You'd picture the gym that you trained at. You'd picture your training partners. You'd picture what you'd look like. Of course, you'd always look great, right? And, and you always manhandle the weight. And you'd do it, and you'd do it, and you'd do it, and you'd do it over and over and over. And uh, Jimmy, it was the most intense. It, as we got older, right. it was most intense on the car ride to the gym. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I start. Yeah, you do. You used it too, right? Well, my, you know, I, I was fortunate enough. My dad taught sports psychology at University oh. of Maryland for forty years. This is a true story. When I was playing seventy-five pound football for a Delphi Boys Club, my dad would come in and lay down in bed with me the night before a game, and he'd say, "All right, close your eyes, oh. picture yourself in a in a three-point stance. Oh. I want you to feel the, each blade of the grass. You know, I want you to feel." Yes. You know, exactly how I want you to see your opponent. I want you to see you coming across the ball. Perfect. And he said it. Now, if you see you even take a bad step, rewind, go over again. Yes. Until everything is perfect over and over. And then what's weird is, which was fantastic, and I use that all through sports. But what's weird is that you start to do it automatic. Once you set that, you know, you, you do that. Let's say it's a Wednesday for a Saturday game. Yep. Um, you know, I would just you know, go in my room, close the door, and I would start to do it on Wednesdays. And then once I set that pattern of doing that, it would almost happen automatically throughout the day from until the game started. Yes, like you're standing in line at the bank. And then it's like when you get in the game and it's like, oh, I've already done this. Yes. I've already done this. Right. So my body expects to do this. As uh, Yogi Berra said, it's deja vu all over again. All over again. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, uh, and, yeah. and it's so simplistic, but it works. Yeah. Right. Now, later uh, in the 90s, <clears throat> when I, I was the training editor for Muscle and Fitness, and uh, I love working there. They were so great because I, I could suggest stuff. And I said, hey, I've got an idea. Why don't we interview the guy who invented all the uh, Soviet auto visualization techniques? And they're like, what? You, who's that? I said, the guy, I said, the guy's name is Aladar Kogler. He was a Hungarian fencing coach. Mm. He defected to the United States. He's at Columbia University and has been for like 15 years as their elite fencing coach. Mm. And I said, he's right there. So I had two interviews with him. And he was the guy who invented it. And he said, oh, yeah. I said, when I first came up with this, he said, this was like, if they caught you, you know, like an East German giving this to a West German, he said, oh, yeah, they they would have shot you. 
<laughs> How long do you think they kept that a secret? I think 10 years for sure. Wow. Uh, he, he came up with it in the early 60s. And, I mean, these guys, they were dominant. And you see it with their weightlifters. You'd see it with Valerie Bortsoff, their great sprinter, when he came up to the line and his eyes are closed. And, and they're, they're running over in their mind over and over that mental movie. And if you get really, 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 really good at it, you blur the division between actuality and fantasy, yeah. which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then you open your eyes and you turn vivid imagery into actuality, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now, we often uh, equate psych, you know, before a big lift uh, or whatever, to about a 5% increase in performance. Do you think that has a, a similar uh, effect, you know, auto-suggestion before a lift? Oh, Do you think it's good for a couple percent? Psych, oh, is, psych, psych is different. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Psych is different. Now, auto suggestion is the be- beautiful way to lead up to the training session. Right. And all elite athletes do that because all elite athletes are um, obsessive compulsive about their performance. Yeah. It's easy for an egocentric alpha male to visualize themselves kicking ass, you know what I mean, yeah. over and over in the training session. And you see yourself, you see your training partners, you know what color your socks are, you smell what the place is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You get so practiced at it. Uh, by the time I swung into meditation, I'd been doing auto-visualization hardcore. I mean, up to the point where I was winning national championships as an Olympic lifter. You know, that's the level I had taken my order. I was a high-level elite athlete using this stuff. And then it was like, at that point, I said, hmm, is there anything beyond auto-suggestion? You know, there's that that famous story of Charles Garfield going over to Russia. I forgot the name of his book, but it uh, it was about visualization. And he's in Russia, and and the Russians say, what's your – let me see your bench press. So he does like 315 for a single. And he struggles. And then they said, okay, what's your best ever? And he's like, you know, 360. And he, they said, okay, put 365 on the bar. And then they take him through the visualization exercise, and he goes over and gets 365. Yeah, I believe it. But, you know, it's like the lady. I mean, unusual, but. Lifting the bar off the kid, you know. I mean, yeah, you can do that stuff. Right. Sure. I'm, I'm saying the, the limits that we put on ourselves by not you know, going through that process of, hey, I can do this. Hey, let me see myself do this. You know, it's, you know, JP, you, you asked about the percentage. It's got to be involved in a percentage of it. And then the the more elite you get, and I'm always making this, oh, yeah. the more it makes a difference because think about it. You know, you look at guys running that 100 meter, what's separating first, second, third? It's, it's nothing. It's barely anything. So it's something you can use for that little extra, it's just like lifting. The guy who doesn't lift, the guy who does lift. The guy who uses visualization, the guy who doesn't use visualization. It's all this stuff that adds up to separate you from the pack. You know. Okay, so question. My, yes, question, my question is to both of you guys, where does when you're getting ready to step up to the bar for a big lift, say you're at a meet or whatever, or you're trying for a new PR and training, where does auto-suggestion stop and uh-huh. psych begin? What a wonderful question. How do you do that? 
That is, Jimmy, isn't that fabulous? That is a great question. It is a good question. <laughs> seriously, I am seriously impressed. No, that's great because you know what? Uh, now, here's here's the difference. Yeah. The classic Russian, go back and I, I beg of all of you, go back and pull up YouTube of Anatoly Pisarenko in the, either the snatch of the clean and jerky held world records in both. This guy was the, the epitome of Soviet lifting at their peak. And that guy weighs 270 pounds, had the second highest clean and jerk of all time with 586 pounds. Can you imagine? Weighing 270, 586 overhead. Mm. Right? So, uh, and my, my point being is that their their technique was they used they used auto suggestion visualization right up to the time they walk up to the bar and you go back and you pull up youtube at pisarenko or zakarevich or any of the great soviets and they stand in over the bar and their eyes are closed and they're and everybody's going what are they doing mm-hmm. oh they're taking one last visualization mm-hmm. now that changed with the advent of powerlifting and powerlifting was like, uh, whereas Olympic lifting was like, uh, you know, Sports Car Club of America, circuit racing, where powerlifting was drag racing, right? Powerlifting, the, the nature of the movements were so short and violent that, that what we call berserker psych could be brought to bear. Thank you. In a in a in a snatch or a clean and jerk, those are very complex movements. It's like trying to do a, a triple backflip or a you know a triple Lindy, right? You guys know the triple Lindy. Triple right? Lindy, yeah. Well, Rod yeah, Dangerfield. Yeah. That was great. Oh man, this is why you guys are on board. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. You can't use berserker psych when you're using something complex. Right, like a like swinging a baseball bat or a golf, or ball. driving a bobsled down a uh, eight, you know, however two and a half minute course. Right, right. But you can, for a power lift that lasts less than five seconds. Right. So that's here's drag, what here, that's drag racing. Yeah. Here, here's what I found. So the first couple power lifting meets I did, I'd be in the warm up room getting all fired up. By the time I got to the bar, I was exhausted. Exactly. You wanted to lay down and you wanted to lay down and take a nap. Exactly. I started just doing that visualization, not getting excited. Shot your psychological wad. Call my name. Now I'm ready. Now I'm getting crazy. At least you weren't dating a supermodel. But if you did it any any time before that, you were just exhausted. And I said I found the same thing in football. If you can just do that visualization. You're ready, man. You're yeah. ready. Yeah. Now, when you get into the game, you just want to flow. You're, yeah. You'll flow, and it'll be natural if you do the visualization consistently every day. And it doesn't have to be for a long why, time. Why would you have to ask them? You see what I'm saying? That's that's the thing. I think with a true alpha, you, you don't have to ask. They're ahead of you. Right. They're, think, they're thinking of themselves all the time. I think it's just part of the DNA. Right. But that compulsive, obsessive, what, self-obsession? Yeah. Uh, if expressed in an athletic format can lead to incredible things. Yeah. 
right? All right. So I guess the answer to my question, as Jim put it, so in a meat situation, for example, he'll he'll do the auto suggestion right up until his name is called, and then it's all about the psych. So you transition. Yeah, Yeah. that's where you think about your mom being held hostage. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, or nothing. You think of nothing. You just you you have ways in which you say, you know. At some point, you just got to flip the switch, and it ceases being a mental thing, and it becomes an emotional thing. Yeah, yeah, and he could just—he just can't start too soon. No, 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 no. If you have such a finite amount of that gas, you save that for the absolute. That's the flight or flight yeah. stuff, right? And, and and not to get to, but if you do that stuff correctly. When you're doing the, you know, all week long, when you're doing the lift, you're, you're outside of yourself. Yep. You're standing outside of yourself, watching yourself doing it because that's what you did all week, man. And you get in that, you, that's when you know you're truly strong. That's when you know you're hitting on all cylinders. And it takes a while to do it. It takes a while. Uh, you like 10 years? At least, right, for mastery. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think that's any exaggeration. What right. about what about music? Can music help oh, yeah. you? No question. It, it, with no. auto suggestion, to kind, it's almost like watching a you know in the eighties and nineties. You watched MTV. It was all music videos, and the the music kind of made the what was going on in the video more clear. But I feel like when I listen to music, it enhances my thoughts. Uh, especially when you're working out. So I would think that would kind of enhance the auto suggestion. Incredible again. That's fantastic, JP. That is exactly right. You're so prepped for this. You are on today, brother. I'm going to tell you something. I won't train without music. Yeah. Right. I don't want to hear dumbass comments around me. Really? Do you want to hear what people are saying? If you have headphones on, it, it, it says, I can't hear you. Don't talk to me. Right. right. Yeah. That's the I mean, zone I want to be in because I'm not out there long anymore, boys. I'm in and out of the gym in 35 minutes yeah. max. Sometimes I'm out in 17 minutes. And it's like when I'm in there, I'm sorry. It, this is, I got to invoke the fight or flight response. And that, you know what? I can invoke auto suggestion and berserker psych and take myself to the next level, like, well, it's been a lot of years now, right? It's very easy for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like anything else. You train yourself to do it. You just snap right into it and do it. Uh, I'm a kendo master, you know, at yeah. this point. It's just easy because and, – and and here's the very, very cool thing. Now, we should talk a little bit about Berserker Sight because I would like to point out some of the great examples of guys who psych so effectively – and you know who we're going to talk about sure. first? Yeah, yeah, and and another one, John Cuck. And you guys didn't see John Cuck in action, but Cuck was incredible. These are guys who would take their take their rational limit up five percent just because they could turn themselves into freaking maniacs, mm-hmm. right? For a short burst, for a, like a, a a world record squatter and deadlift. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Cuck walked out, man, I was ready to run the other direction. He looked like he, he looked like your worst nightmare. The only thing missing was like a meat cleaver in his hand. 
<laughs> right? His eyes were gigantic. His physique was incredible. And standing his way on the way to the platform. Right? Uh, somebody, yeah, somebody walked. Oh, he trampled him. He didn't even see him. I mean, he's in his zone, and you just look at him, and he glows. And you say, this guy is on another planet. And it's incredible. And he just walks out there, and I don't know what was on the bar, some world record, right? And he just pulls it effortlessly and puts it down, and then the trance is broken. Oh, he kind of melts back down to a semi-normal person, right? Marty, he had, he had that ability. It was like Kirk had it too. Chalet had it too. Ed Cohn has it. Marty, Lamar, let me, Lamar Gann had it. Let me ask you: the, those guys that get so psyched Dave up, had it. they're elite athletes. Is that actual uh, psych, or is it anger, or is it both, or because you guys have all been mad? Yeah, it seems like you're a lot stronger when I, you're I truly it, mad. I don't, I don't think there's a yeah, well. I like that. I like again, JP, brother. You're crushing it today. I'm glad I showed up. Really mad. I was going to yeah, take well, off. That that is kind of the essence of it, Jim. Right? <laughs> I'm serious. The yeah. truly mad, not not fake, not funny. This isn't WWE, right? Tell the truth, man. Kirk used to have tears in his eyes, man. Yeah. Right before he went on. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and they were not tears of sadness, trust yeah. me. They were tears of like, you know, we're at Stalingrad, let's rush the Germans. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's that kind of mindset. And it, and he could invoke it. And it had a voodoo trance quality to it. I can tell you what it was. He would walk up and down 10 paces. First of all, it had to be a lift of significance. Right. Couldn't invoke it all the time, but in a truly important lift, it was like, all right, here we go. And we'd always have a couple of guys, right? We had the little Kirk posse, and I would direct them, and they would stake them out. And, well, no, I mean, because you had to keep the, you had to keep people away. Everybody wanted to come up and shake his hand and be in his orbit, you know? Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you yeah. got to keep the people away at first. No, he's, you know, we, uh, sorry, but he's got to get in the zone. And it was 10, it put his head, put his Walkman on, hold it in his left hand, and he would pace 10 paces, one direction, turn 10 paces the other direction, back, break, oh, break back, <laughs> back and forth, rhythmic, 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 rhythmic. Occasionally he'd glance up at me. As long as I, as long as I wasn't holding my hand up, everything was fine. When I held I say, like, I, hold, I wouldn't want to say Did nothing. you giving him a countdown? I would hold my hand up and I'd go one. And what that meant is that it's time for you to come out. There are three lifters ahead of you. Okay. You're, you're four out. And at that point, he's like, okay, he takes his headphones off. He puts them in the bag, starts getting himself together. By the time we get it together now, he's three out. And we start walking toward the platform. He's getting his real psych on, you know. Ooh, uh, here we go. We're walking out. The lights are on all of a sudden. Now he's up on deck. We walk to the to the chalk box. He chalks up. He looks at me, turns around. He goes, time to crush it. And bang. And he turns around and goes out. And you know what it's like on the YouTube stuff. You've seen it. Then he does the, yeah. First he shakes the bar like, this is nothing. And sometimes he talks to the weights. Yeah. 
come on, and, you know, and that, but he, he had that ability to take himself to the next level. Yeah. Again, you know, we had the three types of lifters based on their psychology. Initially, you know, at the, at the extreme left, you had the looks like Jane lifts like Tarzan, right? That's a mind lifter. That was me. Then you had the looks like Tarzan lifts like Jane. That's the weak minded. Those are the guys that had the good bodies, but they didn't have it together up in the head. Then you had uh, the looks like Tarzan lifts like Tarzan. Mm-hmm. That was the Kirks and the Chalets and the Joe Ladineers and you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Dave Jacobis and the, you know, the Crusher guys, right? Because they had it together both mentally and physically. Yeah. Now, because I had it, I was always a head lifter. My my lifts were better than my body, right? But it was always good enough. Well, I mean, you know, I won national and world championships, you know. But I didn't was not never in in the class of the guys I hung around with. They were the uber elite. By the way, but, if you want to, I, I, was, I was good enough to get access to them. If you want to see Kirk at his most muscular, go on YouTube and type in Karwaski most muscular powerlifter, and that is at his peak. I think he's uh, deadlifting eight ten for a couple. And, and look at his psyche. That's a great example. That is absolutely that is a great example. Beautiful yes. example of the berserker psyche. Right. Yeah. Very controlled. If you looked at it a hundred times, it would be the same. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why that one all out set is perfect for Kirk and perfect for that personality. Uh, and you know if what, Jim? Get, if he had to get up for five sets, no, no come on. So and, again, could put all, and just like Yates, same personality, man. Yeah, it's called Vikings. Yep, And Cone, too. Yeah, yeah. that's a good okay. point. Now, would Kirk do auto suggestion? Oh, Was he yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! He never thought of anything but himself. Yeah, he said he'd sit on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> he'd sit on his couch all, all okay. week. No, seriously. Every you know, <laughs> first he would dwell. He first he would cut himself to ribbons, no matter how good he did. He could do nine hundred for five the previous week, and for the first half of the week, he would dwell on how bad it was. Yeah, you know, and you know. And everybody talks about, oh, you got to be positive. I was putting myself down no. all the time. No. All the time. God, oh, that was you know. Yeah. So, and then in the second half of the week, it was like, well, uh, Monday, 4 o'clock, the deal goes down. Yeah. And I'm due to do whatever, 920 for three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and you start, uh, yeah, I mean, he would dream it. He yeah. would sit on the couch all weekend and think about this, wouldn't he, yeah. for the next week? Yeah. yeah, and so would I. Yeah, he would well, just sit back, there. Back when I was in that, when I was in that that zone, yeah, when I was a a serious competitive international level lifter, when I was going overseas to compete, when I was winning national championships and traveling here, you got to be in that headspace, yeah. or you don't win. You don't casually win national and world championships and set world records. Right. You know, you know, and you guys made a good point. 
you, you guys made to. a good point about not being positive. I mean, sure, everybody wants to be positive, and you should be should be positive in life as much as possible. But with this sport, or with bodybuilding, or in, in the way you look and the amount of muscle you have, if you're ever complacent and satisfied, you you quit uh, <laughs> you, you quit progressing, don't you? I mean, yeah, really, just, it, it helps yeah, never to be satisfied. Everything I used to say to myself, like, oh, you're a big wussy, not that word, but, you know, I mean, I would just, you know, you can't, you know, what, you think you're strong? Oh, yeah, why don't you show it? And then, you know, I used to get up to the deadlift bar, and I would say, I want you to rip all your muscles off your body. You're so violent, Jim. Right, on purpose. My assistants, I used to say, rip it, rip it. And what I'm talking about is rip my tendons, rip my rip my muscles. I don't care. Right, I don't care. Say, rip it, rip it. I deserve it. Wow! Yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, God, I miss that shit. But you anyway. know what? And, and and in bodybuilding, I don't care. I mean, this is how my mind always was. Uh, you never had enough muscle. I mean, at three hundred pounds. Oh man! I looked at myself and said, "Well, you need much bigger arms. You need, you know, you're never Dude, satisfied." Weeks before show, I wouldn't even look at myself. I'm like, "Yo, you look like shit. Don't even take your shirt off." Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's all a mental game. You know, it's all mental, man. But it's I never all... I never wanted to be satisfied. It's like with my physique and my strength, I'm never satisfied. With business, right. I'm never satisfied. I'm always striving to right. keep going and get better and better and better and just give it my all and be the best and, version of myself that I can possibly be. And you can always improve on where you were last week. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? We don't have to go back to 2011. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can always improve in last week. That's what motivates me. Yeah. I know exactly what I lifted last week. Well, and for and you this as week, and yeah. this week, I intend to exceed it. Mm-hmm. But, but even you, if it's five pounds or an extra rep. Yep. It's, that's, that's well, that's all I do. Right. Ten pounds is what well, you know. All right, but you know what? Five pounds spread over twelve weeks, Jim. That's it, baby. Sixty pounds. There you go. Yeah. Ten yeah. pounds spread over twelve weeks and they're squatting the dead. Mm. Oh, 120 pounds up. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's it's and that's how you use the berserker psych. And if you are able to do that, it's self justifying and it fulfills Occam's razor. What is the most result I can get in return for the least amount of effort? In the simplest way. Well, uh, the actual the the actual Occam's razor was given uh, two strategies that have the same result, the same right. final result. Pick the one with fewer moving parts. Exactly. The simpler one. Right. Now that's assuming that outcomes are equal. Yeah. I would suggest that in our strategy, uh, if you go twelve weeks and you kick your bench up five pounds and your squat up 10 pounds and you only do the lift one time a week and you only do one set but you bring to bear the auto visualization and you bring to bear the berserker psych real psych and we need to talk about that a little more we got to put a little finer point on that my point is that will improve the quality of your workout that will improve your poundages and your reps right mm-hmm push you through the hormonal threshold, you'll get the hypertrophy gains, you'll get all the good stuff because the mind will 
take your training to the next level. You can't be texting or multitasking or even preoccupied mm-hmm. if you're doing hardcore progressive resistance training. If you are, you're kidding yourself. If you're able to think about anything else during a top set of an exercise, then uh, you either ain't doing enough reps or you don't have enough weight on the bar. Well, yeah. that kills my selfies. No more selfies. Well, no or, more talking. Or just, or, just even, or just even that you're, whatever the current... <laughs> whatever the current problem in your life is that you can't clear it out of your head. Well, you can, if it's four or five for five, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. That'll get your attention or it should, if you don't, you might hurt yourself. So then the, 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 the real psych, I see 80% of the guys that I see psych do it totally wrong they either undershoot or they overshoot jim you see this all the time they understand the value for a psych mm-hmm. but when it comes time to psych uh, yeah they uh, i mean it's it's either a clown show <laughs> or it's like uh dude <laughs> your psych sounded like a you know like a large sigh do you ever talk to these guys about this? Yeah, you do. You have like yeah, right. you have like psyching. Now, what do you think? I keep I keep it to myself when <laughs> I, I deal with twelve lifters. I mean, what do you, I do? You know, I deal with twelve to fifteen lifters every Sunday. Do you think I'm going to keep my? And we have them. Uh, we have this issue with slow twitch. Slow, slow twitch is a little uh, understated, right? His personality is... This is the person you're referring to? Yeah, yeah Slow yeah. Twitch is one of our lifters. And okay, he, okay. And he's made tremendous progress, but uh, he's um, he's not excitable. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to watch Kirk coach him. We should film it. It would go viral. Do it. I'll post it. <laughs> yeah, we should. But the point, the point being is that the real psych is where you yourself realize the improvement. And it could be on a set of seated curls. In fact, maybe that's where it should begin. Mm-hmm. It should probably begin with something not dangerous, like a squat or a deadlift or even a bench press where you have the weight over your head. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to get into the zone with like, I don't know, Jim, what, some seated curls, maybe some dumbbell seated yeah, overhead press. Yeah. And you need to take it to failure. And you need to try to go beyond failure. And you're not going to make it. You're probably going to do partial reps. But that's where the gains are. The gains are in the barely completed final rep. And most people quit early because they're not strong in their mind. They, they're not willing. You can keep repping if you're willing to go a little bit into, they call it the pain zone, but it's not really. It's the discomfort zone. And, you know, if you do it yeah, and you've done everything correctly behind you, put everything yeah. work, you don't even feel it, man. You don't even feel it. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about the first time you do it. Yeah. You know, I used to do this thing. I don't know where I read this. It was some, I used to. When when I would, I would do a safe exercise like a squat machine as an adjunct, yep, I would close my eyes 
and yep. I would picture like a white yep. light. That's right. Now, if I would just focus on that white light, I would not see or feel anything else. And what were the results? Oh, yeah, you get all your – and I would say to my – whoever I was lifting with, don't tell me how many reps I've done. Don't did, tell me how many – don't even – Did you not get the most incredible pump of your life? <laughs> and you don't even know you're, – you're out – like, you know, I already said it before. You're outside yourself. It's the most amazing yeah. feeling. It's the most amazing feeling. It's just, you know, it's the flow state. It's all that stuff. Yeah. It's all that combined in a rage. Yes, yeah. the rage. The rage. I think that adrenaline and rage ignite it. Okay, it's like the nitrous oxide. But once you get going, what what happens is once you hit a hundred percent of your capacity, or one hundred and two percent, or one hundred four percent, then all the hormones release mm. right and you know you got the serotonin you got the endorphins what else you got the oh, catecholamines man it just... oh and a good growth hormone you got all this all the good stuff happens but it doesn't happen when you're rolling along at 77 percent. right yeah or reading the paper between sets yeah, or yeah yeah or texting you know <laughs> or, or, yeah, it's never going to happen but but if you if you get that, you really can only do it for one set. Mm-hmm. If you give everything you have in a set of squats, it's like, and now uh, what? I'm going to leg press with 150. Right. <laughs> now, you could do leg curls. You could do calf raises. Right. Non-conflicting. And, but, and stuff you don't need psych for. Yeah, yeah, and stuff you don't need psych for. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. What would you reserve psych for, Jim? What lifts? Uh, squats and deadlifts. Uh, bench? You know, I just never was. <laughs> I mean, when I got decent at the bench, yeah, I guess I did, but it was not the same feeling. Not the same feeling as a squat or a deadlift. Did the, did the Olympic guys, I would think the Olympic guys would use some psych. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a fine line, though. I mean, I think you can overdo it on an Olympic lift because, you know, that bar gets out in front of you just a little bit. You're going to miss the lift. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, linear stuff, like straight up and down stuff. Once you're like a squat, like a deadlift, once you're and, you know, have the form, short, expert short, in the form, get crazy, man. Get yeah. blind rage crazy. And, and, and it's a short range of motion. Yes. With a power clean or a snatch. I mean, man, that's a long distance. And and as you get more technical, the psych needs to. Relax. Yeah, you can't, you yeah. can't, you can't get crazy. Right. Yeah. But for the short distance, it's like, all right, uh, I want you to punch this wall as hard as you can. You know. Okay. Well, I can get really psyched up for that. Yeah, man, it's like the it's like the <laughs> on the boardwalk in Ocean City hitting that bag one time. Yeah. Right. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's got some nitrous oxide gas? I'm ready to go. Well, I got freaking goosebumps right now. I got my hair standing up. You're ready. Yeah, 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 your, yeah. You, wait a minute. Your hair is standing up? Well, yeah. I can feel it on my head like I have hair. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see that. Cassidy used to get so psyched that the hairs in his arms would stand up. He'd look like he had chills. He had all the pores in his it would open. And, I mean, it, it was insane. But, again, he accessed... In all these states, in all these berserker states, they're wordless. 
I mean, you might have one word in there, like killed or maimed or something like that. But it's not a state, it's not a cognitive thing where your mind is like, oh, oh okay, and now, you know, it, it, no, the mind is silent. Is You're it completely, uh, it's the same as, you know, someone pitches you the ball and you're running around the right end with seven guys chasing you. Yeah. It's like that scene in Braveheart after Mel Gibson makes that great speech and everybody <laughs> runs towards the English. <laughs> running towards the English. Full speed. Who cares what yeah. happens? I'm going with my spear. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been reading yeah. a lot of books about that lately. Yeah. So, now, listen. I think the important thing, and I think this is important, is that so you use the auto-suggestion mm-hmm. in the prelim. And again, as Jim and I, you know, I, I told it to Jim earlier and he lit up, is like we would always use it in the car ride over to the gym, mm. right? If it was Monday and we were going to Chalet's or we were going to Maryland Athletic Club and we're going to lift the chalet or we're going to lift a kirk on the ride over which would take uh mac was 30 minutes to chalet's in <laughs> five minutes you'd use that time you put on your music right usually the same thing over and over yes that's a trigger whatever say that I'd play, I'd play like Sympathy for the Devil over and over. <laughs> if it's, now, did you have different music for different days? Oh, right. so I'd have oh, oh, yeah. music, I'd have deadlift oh, yeah. day music. You name it. Oh, yeah. Certain yeah. clothes, certain clothes you'd wear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm the same so, way. I'll listen to the song, you know, 50 times. Yeah. Some days, it's funny. Why? Why? It's funny Why? because uh, a song will come on from the 80s or whatever that you haven't heard, and all of a sudden you're you're totally tuned into it, you're into it, your hair is raising up on your arms, and I'll go home <laughs> and listen to it 50 times, and I'll be fired up all day. And then I'm worn out from it, and I won't listen to it again for about five years. So <laughs> I, I kind of ruin the experience that day, but for that one day, man, it gets in your head, and you're all fired up. And that's, you know, if you can if you can find that, that you know, that happens once in a while, but... Yeah, I do the same thing. Listen to it all over and over again, certain songs for a, a squat when I was squatting or bench or whatever. Love it. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It has so the a pretender profound gets effect. you really fired up, huh? The Pretenders? <laughs> I was picturing different music. You're listening. The Pretenders and the uh, Pet Shop Boys or something. Uh, no, that's you, man. <laughs> or, or, didn't, didn't you go to one of their concerts or something, the Pet Shop Boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Were they in Jersey back in, uh, what, like, 88? (laughs) Kiss alive, baby. All right, here we go. JP, I would envision you. Are you like a Simon and Garfunkel fan? Uh, You know what? I do like them. But, look, I've never bought an album or whatever. They've got some great tunes from years ago. But I grew up in the 80s, so I'm into the the Van Halens and the Metallicas, especially for training. We'd We'd always get psyched to Scarborough Fair. Who? Yeah, who? If you listen, if you watch C- Cadet to Captain or whatever, Kirk's got different. He's got the Judas Priest playing when he's deadlifting. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's got ACDC when he's doing squat. You know, different different music. Man. Uh, Kirk's main guys were Motley Crue. Yeah, he liked that '80s hair. Metal. I was like, Love well, it. I mean, I said, Kirk, I mean, you should have been in Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of truly. I mean, yeah, he, he fit in just fine. 
but but Kirk was a psych master. But oh, li- now listen. The important thing, and I don't want to forget this, is that the the after state. So you successfully used your auto suggestion to get into this really tuned up state, yeah. and you save your auto. You've got your warm ups, right? You get your one thirty five, one eighty five, two twenty. You, you know whatever you need to get up to that top set. In one of the, the, I would say the core four lifts or the core five lifts, I would say squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. I'd throw in power clean, uh, row, right, Jim, what else? I don't know. Significant lift. That's a pretty good list right there. So in those lifts, you want to preserve some psych. And you can't, if you're going to work through four or five exercises, you can't blow through your finite amount oh, of psych. Save it, man. Save you it. Have a, you have a finite amount of psych going into that workout. Yeah. And you have to portion it depending on how many all-out sets yeah. you got to be encountering in that workout. And if you've got three or four or five exercises lined up, <clears throat> that's three or four or five all-out exercise, all-out all psychs. You can't exhaust it all on the first exercise. Well, and that's what Kirk and I, you know, I got that from Kirk. I actually had t-shirts made up, squat and leave. Yep. Because you ain't got nothing else, man. No, you so don't. You Honest do 800 God. for five. Honest to God. 800 for five. See you later. No. Right. Yeah. And, and it's going to take me all week to get, get myself back together. You ever notice if you do it correctly all week, when you get into the gym, you're already warm? No. Yes, my knee feels great. My low back feels great. I'm already ready to go because I'm already. I've been doing it all week. I've been doing it all week. Oh, I love. My heart's beating out of my chest right now, man. What the hell? Oh, so now can we go? Can we go beyond auto suggestion? Yes, please. I'm because this is important because that's what I want to get to. Is like in the post workout that post workout glow. Yeah, that is actually an advanced meditational state. Mm. and we should understand it as such and seek to extend its duration, right? Because you are at your best when you come off a hardcore, (laughs) high-intensity weight training session. You are mindless. You are satisfied. You are euphoric. You are, uh, what else, Jim? Well, I, I used to find I that. Mean, I is that not the best feeling in your life? Yes. yes. And you'll say whatever you yeah. do. But I mean, you're just like, I don't give a crap about anything else, man. Glow? I don't care at all right now. Don't you have the glow? Yeah. We need to extend the glow. Extend the duration of the glow. There's strategies to do that. That's what I was going to say. And Tell me how. And- in one of your articles, you said you didn't realize it, but you were, this was, you were beginning meditation. You were performing uh, meditation before you even knew it, like at 17, you know, that, that well, afterglow I, and all that. I've been doing, that, the, I've been doing formal meditation for 45 years. But, but let you me, know, I, you, go ahead. One second, Jim, let me read something real quick out of Marty's article, because I thought there was, was really interesting and this is kind of going into what we're talking about now so marty says i was routinely experienced experiencing a post-workout state of blissful mindlessness 
and electrified silence, which I later discovered was the goal of meditation. Krishnamurti said that just because the meditator does not use some sort of formal recognized meditation system with ritualized posture, style, stylized breathing, and breath count, uh, doesn't mean meditational bliss is to be denied. Yes. So that was very interesting. So that's well, a form of meditation. I used to feel almost guilty because I wouldn't sit down and do cross my legs. And then I was talking to Marty 15 years ago or whatever, and he says, Jimmy, you've been meditating. Yeah. yeah. When you do your squats and deadlifts, that's yes. our higher level meditation. Yes. Yeah. We are lightly residing in the immediate present. And I was doing it all these years. I just didn't know how to label it. And I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I need you know, you to label it. A mountaintop and do all no. <laughs> My no. mountaintop was in the squat rack, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me 30 years to figure out I was already there. Yeah. Thank you for pointing it out to me, man. <laughs> I needed permission, you know, like, you know, like permission to feel that way. You know, like. but, but it's, it's our responsibility to, um, you want to pull that into as much of your regular life as you can, because yeah, it's a feel good place. Yeah. But it's also a very good place with which to deal with the spontaneity of real life. Yeah. And you have to be, you can't be multitasking. You can't be preoccupied. If you're preoccupied, you can never be in the immediacy of the present. And it's a tough lesson, but uh, you need to be because if there's no thought, there's no stress. You know, it's funny because I was just thinking about different personalities who've had trouble, like let's say when they're done powerlifting or they're done playing football or they're done replicating that feeling, man. And, you know, I'm one of them. I'm always searching for, you know, like when I go goose hunting and, and you know, the geese are coming in yeah. and, and the, you're waiting for the shot, that's the same kind of feeling. Yeah. Nothing nothing else exists. Matt, no, Max, just suggest to you, Jimmy, you might want to try wingsuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wingsuit or, or big wave surfing. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> a wingsuit is base jumping. Jim, a wingsuit is a thing that makes you look like a flying squirrel, and you fly it. through the air. Yeah, I'm always yeah. searching for something, but I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, anything, you know, you just anything that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Well, you can bungee jump off a bridge. You, you know what I mean? That gets your all of that stuff going. Yeah. I prefer just to go out to my garage and do some squats. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have to go to Colorado and get dropped out of a helicopter on a mountain <laughs> and then snowboard down ahead of an avalanche. To get that thrill. To get to get the hormonal tsunami. Apparently, some people do, though. Well, you know, the, the, the that most badass Special Forces guy I know says that when he's under the bar in the squad, it's the only thing to replicate what he feels when he's in battle. I was like, whoa, man, when he competes, you know? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's some heavy shit stuff right there, man. Ah, but it's that you, if it's uh, life or death, it's got to be mindless because you yeah. have to be totally outward, uh, hypersensitive, spider sensitive, right? 
for the danger that could be anywhere in 360 degrees, and that precludes, hey, I wonder what they're going to have at Chow Hall later today. Right, right. Now, how well, much how much well, involved are these guys, these spec ops guys, with auto-suggestion and, um, you know, meditation and things like I that? I would mean, say, you know, you've been around them. They're, they overturn every rock, man, yep. trying to find anything to help their performance. Right. You know, and we've been in situations where we've watched them do their heart rate and watched them do different thought processes and all. I mean, it's, they over, they do everything to try to be the best soldiers they can be, you know? Well, I mean, and and for them, it's life or death. They're smart as hell too, man. They, you know, they get it. Yeah. They get it. And they talk to us about this. Yeah. We have on ongoing discussions about just like we're talking now. Yeah. I'll have, you know, with the master chief, you're right. Yeah, they'll repeat something you said two years ago. You remember yeah. when you said that? Yeah. Hell yeah. When well, I was getting under score, you remember when you said that, Steele? Remember when you said that to me? Hey, they didn't get there by accident. They've, they've uh, no, got the mind. Yeah. They've got the the physical body for for that. They're they're a machine. Yeah. So. Uh, but they have to be in. But they have to be intuitive. Yeah. Right. If you're rigid, you get caught. You have to be intuitive. You have to be um, onto yourself. They are great learners, and they just absorb, right? They want to learn. They're so eager to learn, uh, whether it's lifting or martial arts or, you know, whatever. And that's how you have to be. Well, you talk about Occam's Razor. They're they're the epitome of it, man. Why why, why are we wasting our time doing this? Here's how we can do it simpler, faster, more effectively. That's that's why they got in touch with us to begin with. Yeah. It's uh, like uh, they said, like, yeah, we want to be really strong, but we don't have any time. Yeah. Do you have a method? Yeah, that's the way we train anyway. (laughs) And we're not we're not dumbing it down for you. We're we're world champions and world record holders. Yeah. And we train twice a week. And because you guys are so weak compared to us, uh, you can probably get it done in an hour a week. And they're like, oh, okay, all right, wise guys, come on down. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 years ago. <laughs> We've been back every year since. They can't get enough of us. <laughs> right, Jimmy? No, no but Sorry, you're right. I'm ready again. You're yeah, right. Man, look well, at, you know, look at all the stuff that they have to do in a day. I mean, they, and they do a lot of martial arts training and all this other stuff. Jumping how, about their, how, about, how about their gun skills? I mean, how many that, types of guns do you uh, have? To, I mean, you can't just be master of one gun. You know, Right. so it's like, you're right. It's like, where do they fit the weightlifting in? Well, your system just happens to, to work perfectly and... Like you said, Occam's razor. It's all they need. An hour or two a week. And it also helps make them more resilient to injuries. It also extends the longevity of their careers. <laughs> just makes them stronger. It's like, you know, the one guy was like, why, why am I going to do 50 kettlebell snatches when I can just, you know, <laughs> do some squats and deadlifts and be done? And, you know, and, and how's that going to help me carry my buddy over the wall when he weighs 250? We're like, it's not. you got to lift the barbell. Good, exactly. That's what I'm going to do. You know? Like... <laughs> I'll tell you, the best, the best, one of the best compliments we ever got in our lives is when we were at uh, dinner with <clears throat> the elite of the elite team and 
the contractor was there and <clears throat> the number two guy on the team looked at the contract and said, these people are our family. Mm -hmm. That was with me. I know that. that That's was... why I did it. Yeah, I remember that. And you know what? That really felt good. I went, I went, you know what? This is like family, you know? It's like, wow, these guys, you guys are so respected by those guys. And that because is a high compliment. Them, because we get them results. Yes. We're, not because we're nice people. And or, we don't want anything from them. Or yeah. extremely good looking. <laughs> this is why well, speak for yourself, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's hair is still standing up. I gotta see that. My beard is standing up straight. <laughs> oh man. Alright, well we've been all over the map, right? That's all right. It's freaking great, man. It's freaking awesome. Did you want to say anything else about meditation? I mean we've you've got uh, a... it's good to be into you know, I mean get into the formalized meditation, which was great, but uh, again, I, I just think that post-workout bliss that we universally experience—that is—it's the—it's the mindless, wordless state. You're uh, you're, you're attuned to everything. You're, yeah, I think you like, yeah, hey, yeah, right. You know, purposeful primitive. I think you said it's a cascading of of hormones. Yep. And, oh, it's uh, just a cascading a tsunami of flooding you. You know, and also the, the, you're you're tired, right? Because you've given everything you have, but you're elated, right? So you got all these positive things going combined with the hormonal stuff, and it's just and just like stay there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it goes away, and you got to do it again. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's the problem because the the problem is the in between times. What we need to do is we need to understand the characteristics of that state and seek to replicate it. And Outside replicate the gym, it. you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, you can replicate yeah. it by other tasks that require your full and complete attention, right? Like for me, Writing. I can become absorbed in, in cooking. I love to cook. I love to prepare food. I can get into the zen of that. I can, you know, put on some music. Uh, let's make some, what do you want, Jimmy? Smoked ribs? Yeah, with those green beans that you put with the hair. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, no problem. Remember, that. I ate them all, and then Stacy was like, where's my green beans? Yeah. I that pig ate it. So, uh, yeah, yeah but, uh, or music, uh, you know, play the piano. I can, or I writing can and reading, man. When you've got a good oh, book. writing and reading, yes, of course. you got a good book, you've read 200 pages oh. in a day, and you're like, where did the time go? Oh, or then, then I'll reread it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the same book again, you know? I mean, it's just on and on. So you, if uh, ideally you roll from one absorption task to the next, and then your day's over, and you sleep like a baby and wake up, right? But will you do a, like a formalized meditation? Like like Jim mentioned, like sitting on top of a mountain with your legs crossed. Yeah, you can you know? do that. You can do that. So you do that. I knows all about that, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, not, Once in a while? Too. Not so much anymore because, again, I know I've been there. Right. I've done that for, oh, God, I don't know, what, 30 years? Mm -hmm. Where I sat formally some way each week. And I, I've been, I've, you know, I've experienced the samadhi state. I, you know, I know what it looks like when you're blank 
and electrified for extended periods in formal formal meditation. And uh, actually, for me, uh, the the exercise induced altered states trump those states because you've got that whole body thing going yeah man you don't have that and now i got into the taoist now the taoist they said all right look let's let's we're masters of sitting meditation let's stand up and put it into motion i was like all right yeah what are we gonna do oh we're gonna do tai chi which is you know what tai chi is we're gonna do bagua which is like a straight line art we're gonna do uh, well, Bagua, that's the circular art. We're going to do Xing Yi, that's the straight line art. And we're good, but we're going to maintain the meditational mindset while we do these katas, exercises, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, uh, and I, I uh, studied those hard for five years under one of this, you know, the top guy in the United States, right? Bob Smith, in terms of the internal martial arts, this guy knew his stuff, and I was a good student. Um, but I never, I never got the glow. Right. So I got so into the state, but it was a lighter state. Mm-hmm. It was not as profound a state. It was Miller Light versus Guinness. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Light beer versus uh, you know, uh, thirty-year Scotch well, malt. Right? So during that period of your life, and you probably had much other different things going on than you do now, because it was just a different era. So was it? Did you find it very much helpful to to you during that time? Uh, use what meditation? Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, the Buddhist type of saying, uh, an inch of meditation is an inch of the Buddha, you know? Yeah, any meditation is good meditation because you're trying to get into a state where you're taking your mind, your conscious thinking, chattering, Krishnamurti calls it the observer, Mm -hmm. offline. Mm -hmm. Just give it a damn break, okay? And just, and if you... If you cool whoever it is that's talking to you all the time, mm. just let them shut up for a little bit. Then all your circuitry gets to cool down. You know, it's so overheated. It's like an overworked muscle, right? Yeah, that's great, man. Just give it a break. Yeah, just like, take it offline and let it <laughs> relax. Yeah, man. All the circuitry cooled down. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then as long as you can stay off, great. And, you, and you're and you okay because you're in a glow state. But then when you come back online, guess what? You think clearer. You think faster. You think better. You're kinder. Mm. You have more, you know, passion. You have more patience. Just kind of right? unclogs everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, again, it's if it's overheated and stressed all the time, if it's never given a break, it's just like any other overtrained muscle. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so just, you know, and so if you want to do that through formal meditation, fine. I find the quickest, most expeditious and beneficial way is just do some hardcore progressive resistance training. And brother, you will arrive in that advanced meditational state, I promise you. But you have to recognize it for that. 
and you have to train hard enough to deserve it. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who wants to do the more formalized version of meditation, you just wrote a, a very good article. It's called Meditational Fundamentals. If you go to ironcompany.com, go to the top of the website where it says articles, click on there, and then you'll see uh, Meditational Fundamentals. And it kind of takes you through... Uh, how to to begin the more formalized meditation aside from you know this uh, this glow and everything you get uh, after training. So if you want to take yeah. it a step further, jump into that yeah. and then and then yeah. give that a try. Yeah, it's a classic Zen posture. You know, you sit upright. Um, yeah, everyone should learn that and know that. Um, I I would do it like watching TV. <laughs> But I would try to be mindless while I watch the TV. So, like, I, you know, I would uh, in um, formal Zen meditation, you want to have your tailbone up like four inches compared to your knees. Like your knees are down low, you cross your legs, and if you have, you know, good flexibility, okay, you can put one ankle on top of the opposite knee. If you have really good flexibility, you can do the full lotus. Nobody I know, but Stacy could do that. Uh, you know, we we have a good picture of this, by the way, on meditational yeah. fundamentals. You put a side view of Zen yeah. Master Sawaki. Yeah. On yeah. There. So you assume this posture, and then you want to just have the upright spine, which we love anyway, and and your neck is upright, and your head is like, what would they say? You're like supporting, like your like your head was being pulled from above mm. by a string. Mm. And so it elongated your spine, like, you know, and so you would sit there and you let your belly hang and your dantian was 2.2 inches below your navel. And then imagine a steel rod that runs between your two hip bones through your body, right? You with me, Jimmy? Yeah, or you could just go to the yeah. platform on Sundays. Well, I wait, but at the <laughs> middle, at the middle of that steel rod, imagine a golf ball. Right? Interesting. Now, as you breathe, that golf ball extends to the size of a baseball. As you exhale, mm. it goes back to the size of the golf ball. That's your dantian. That's your center of balance. That's your center of balance, whether you're sitting or whether you're standing. That's the exact center of your body. Nice. Okay, so in your sitting meditation, that's where you breathe from. You breathe what they call low belly. You got to get the air out of your chest, out of your lungs, and you push downward with your diaphragm, right? And some schools, they allow you to have your eyes open. Other schools, you close your eyes. Other schools, you have your eyes half open. Uh, regardless, some schools, they want you to breathe in such a fashion that you can't hear the exhalations from your nose. Try that sometime. It's incredibly hard. Other schools are like a little, little looser, but you just sit in that posture. Initially, you might do what they call shikantaza, which is you do breath counting, which you might try to, and each, each breath has four parts. You have an inhalation, you have a pause, a turnaround, okay, a little gap. Then you have the exhalation, 
then at the top of the exhalation, you have a pause, a little turnaround. Okay? Mm-hmm. Most thoughts creep in at the turnaround. So, you have to be conscious. If a thought arises, it's like, hey, there's a thought. But as uh, Shunro Suzuki said, just because the thought arises doesn't mean you've got to invite it in for a cup of coffee. Isn't it? You, rec- you, you acknowledge it and yeah. then... And, bee, see you later. Yeah. And that's okay. And then you yeah. keep going. And then you can keep breathing. Oh, we're all right. Three. Okay. And you have a certain point at each breath where you, re- you know, maybe it's the bottom of the inhalation. Three. Right. At the bottom of the inhalation. Four. Your count has to be at a certain point within that four-part inhalation, exhalation. It's that precise. Once you're able to do one to ten without losing count, then the Zen guys say, all right, now we're going to throw away the toys. Now you don't count anymore. You just, I don't know, freeform it. Now you just sit and breathe, and any thoughts that arrive, you throw them away, but you're not bothered with counting. And then at some point, the thoughts that don't arise, and that's when they say, now you are perceiving the immediacy of reality. All right. If any thought appears, it's like, oh, there's this inky film that prevents you from seeing the reality, which is always unfolding in the instantaneous present, like a raging stream that you're standing in. I feel like I'm getting hypnotized. Oh, good, good. (laughs) Send, send $99.99 to Marty Gallagher. Visa. <laughs> Four easy payments. <laughs> so, but that's it. And all these meditational schools want, to, want you to end up in that state. And Krishnamurti comes along and says, hey, guess what? You don't need to do all that. <laughs> right? If you really have your stuff together. But that's the thing. He's like, here it is. It's just like, you have to be so honed in. Yeah. You got to be like you're getting ready for that. Okay, your 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 personal record is three eighty five for five, and you got four or five in the bar. And you know that feeling, Jimmy, right before that, like a, yeah. oh damn, you know, and you chalking your hands up, you know that space right there. Are you yeah. thinking? Are you thinking about hey, you know what? What am I going to have for dinner tonight? Now. No, you ain't thinking about nothing else. Exactly. And what Christian Murdy says, he's like, dude, you need to be in that space all the time. Mm. Oh. How do you I'm find like, that? I'm like, how do you get that? I'm like, how do you get there? Well, when you're cooking, when you're playing yeah, piano, yeah, when you're, you know, listening yeah, to jazz, you, yeah. you can access that, correct? Pardon me? When you're listening to jazz yeah. or cooking or reading or writing, you know, you know, you and I have talked about this. We're talking you're to right you right now. And, and it just comes out of your fingers, man. Yes. Or, or right now. Like right now, we're having this conversation. There's no pre-thought in my head. Yeah. Or you or you guys, right? Right. Yeah. This is a spontaneous conversation. This is the good stuff, right? Because we're in the immediacy of the present. So anyway, that's like meditational too. Okay. Right. Well, Sign great. On. So yeah, like I said, 
<laughs> go to Iron Company. Check out Meditational Fundamentals. That's a good place to start. You've also got another article that we're uh, launching, I think, on Monday. It's called Pure Meditational Awareness. Um, so that's a good one. Other articles we got coming up, Mechanical Doping. That's a really good one. Training <laughs> Partners. Uh, I like the, the Mechanical Doping. Let's not get into it. but uh, maybe No, we love that. Maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. Um, talk about the seminar real quick that you guys are doing coming up. Uh, let's see. That's a week from Saturday. It's going to be yep, Gaith- Saturday. Gaithersburg, Maryland. Got a, got a good turnout. Um, Gaithersburg. Cr- CrossFit, is a, CrossFit cer- Concepts. Cer- yeah, yeah. And they're a suburb of Washington, D.C., uh, in the north, north side. We're covering, uh, we're drilling down in the bench press, <clears throat> the overhead press, which are... Um, progressive resistant components of we kind of have this overall strategy which we will talk about at the seminar um but we're really going to drill down into the bench press and the overhead press and we've got jim of course will be there kirk kowalski world champion 600 pound more bencher will be with us and and we're going to get into the the techniques and the programming tactics uh, these bench techniques and these overhead press techniques, they're highly specific and they can be highly technical. They should be. Mm-hmm. They should be sophisticated. These are lost starts. We shouldn't lose We shouldn't lose this stuff, right, Jim? That's right, man. And there's a lot more to it than you think. You know, and there's more to it than just getting stronger, too, because the technique will preserve your shoulders, uh, yeah. If you're yeah. having shoulder pain from benching and can't bench or have a hard time benching, go check this out because I've I've watched these guys teach this technique and my shoulders have I've always had a problem and they've been great. I've been benching now for the past uh, year or two and uh, no pain whatsoever. So check that out. Yeah, and it's for all levels. It's not for the uber elite. I mean, we we the same methods that we use for the the normal folks, uh, these are the same methods that we perfected with, uh, you know, the greats of the strength world and the greats of the military world. They're detuned and made what user friendly, Jimmy. Yeah. And it's, you know, and and we take you at your pace, man. Yes. And and we have five variations for each of the core four lifts and everybody has a jump in point, regardless the tool. And it's uh, it's it's uh, time compressed, so you know you get what this is about is giving you the most absolute strength for the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think anybody can trump us in this. It's just a great, you know. It's it saves you a lot of BS, you know. It's, it's, it gives you. <laughs> You're going right to the right stuff. You don't have to wonder. You leave there and you're going, okay, now I know how to do this. Now I know how to do that. And I'm good to go. You know, uh, they, they got a great saying. I'm going to use this at the summer. They got this great saying about uh, Texas Hold'em. Uh-huh. Uh, the game takes five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master. Right. <laughs> that's, right. What, that's what we did. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, where can people get more info? Probably go to your Instagram, go to your Facebook, um, go to 
Iron Company's got some stuff on there. If you go to Iron Company Facebook, we've got a banner down the page a little bit. gives you the, the dates and the times, and I think we've got a link on there, too. They can also go to the link on, Marty, on your Facebook page, and they can sign up. Um, so do that. What was the date again? Uh, week from Saturday. Okay. I'm not sure I don't have a calendar. So whoever wants to get signed up with that, go do it now. I don't know if you got any spots left, but there's probably not very many. Um, we always have room for uh, motivated people. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so we'll do that. And meantime, check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. JP, also- what, you, what have you got going? What's, 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 what's your best moving item right now? Best moving item? Oh, man, we just sold a ton of uh, puzzle tiles, rubber puzzle tiles. I love this. To, uh, to the Army, actually. Um, I love those things. Huge deal. But, uh, you know, they're like two-by-two two puzzle tiles, three-eighths of an inch thick. Um, so we do a lot of flooring. We do a lot of commercial fitness equipment. We're doing a lot of uh, a lot of urethane products right now, Dumbbell, solid steel dumbbells and barbells and... Uh, Olympic grip plates and things like that. We can laser we have, engrave. We have a 120-year-old house, and be, because of your padding. Flooring, yeah. Yeah, flooring. My wife has a complete gym set up up there now, and she can lift up there, and I don't even hear it. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's yeah. what you need, and there's all kinds of different thicknesses. Nah, she and... ain't doing 700 now. Come on now. <laughs> She will be under, yeah, under, yeah. under your uh, coaching skills. No <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and then you've got a couple of books on our site, Purposeful Primitive, Strong Medicine. Just do a search on our search tab at Iron Company. Uh, and then, like Marty said, we've got all kinds of, of gym equipment. If you're starting a garage gym, a commercial gym, if you're at a base, you know, we've got a GSA contract. If you need help selecting equipment or figuring out what thickness flooring you need or what type of flooring, just give us a call. Uh, all my guys are uh, highly seasoned, either athletes, uh, gym owners, trainers. We've all got a lot of experience doing this. So if you need help, if you need uh, some education on certain things, just let us know. Uh, and the other thing, uh, last but not least, Jim Steele. He's got uh, articles that are popping up on our website right and left. Um, just go to the articles section, and you'll see a drop-down. There's, uh, it says Jim Steele. Click on there, and you'll see uh, his most recent articles. And he's got one every month that, that comes up. You can also visit him at Bass Barbell. What's That's your most recent article? You a Squatting to... Journey. Squatting Journey. I love that title. Yeah, man. Squatting journey. Yeah, there's a lot of Tom Platt stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, I love Tom Platt. Yeah, yep. The, what's it? What was his nickname? The Golden Eagle. Golden Eagle. Well, that, that was bodybuilders. That was uh, Marty. Wasn't that your nickname back in high school? No, the Red Eagle. You know what my nickname was? <laughs> what? What was it? Bull Moose. Bull Moose. Yep. Like Teddy Roosevelt. No, like blocking fullback. <laughs> All right, guys. I, by the way, thank you for not cursing, not, not lighting the cat on it fire. Not, no, man. It's been not, difficult. I, 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 
phone and curse for like an hour. You know, right, the, yeah, the UPS guy didn't show up this here. time. You know, just everything came together real nice. I'm just going to go into a cursing rage and see school marm watching over We better get off here before Marty blows. Oh, that was right. oh. That's my favorite one yet. All right. Uh, see you guys. All right. Bye. All right. See ya. Zero's name.